Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and uh, awesome to have you with me today. We are just ordinary folks uh, living and leading and overcoming the everyday challenges we face in life, therefore living extraordinary lives. This is our little podcast designed to help us do that, and I'm so glad that you are with me today. Hey, just as a point of encouragement, would you mind checking out LanceBain.com? Lots of other resources there. We can communicate. Would love for you to give that a browse. You can also communicate with me through the site, and I would really love for you to do that. And and also share this uh, leadership podcast with your friends who you think this might add some value to their life. Today is episode 111. Can't believe that. I'm still blown away by the fact that we're <laughs> moving forward with our little podcast. And so I'm really grateful that you are with me today. Hey, today I want to talk to you about the reframing leader, the reframing leader, and I'll define that a little bit for us. And, and today's talk is really birthed out of some personal experiences in the last few weeks. <clears throat> you know, leaders often faced difficult situations. We face unusual situations and challenges and problems. And so how do we help turn those things around in a way that actually works for us? So that's what we're talking about today. How do we reframe circumstances and situations? The other day, I guess it was a, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was interacting with <clears throat> someone, excuse me, someone in my organization and and uh, they were sharing with me some uh, negative experiences that they had had with me and and I didn't I didn't really like the way that felt personally as a leader you don't want to cause any kind of negative interaction for for people that you're hopefully you're leading, right? You love them, you care about them, you lead them. You want to see them successful. You want to, you want to see your your organization successful. You want to see your team successful, and and the more that they just kept sharing, the more I kept feeling defensive. I was feeling angry. I was feeling dismissive. I was feeling a number of things, and they finished sharing, and and I apologized and owned whatever was my part of that, and I walked away and. I could just feel myself stewing. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had that experience where you have a negative moment, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're defensive, you're discouraged, whatever it may be, and you just sit on it. You just sit on it, you stew on it, and the more you do, the more angry you get, <laughs> the more anxious maybe you get, the more defensive you might get. And there were particularly three feelings that I had that day, dismissive, defensive, and denial. And I knew that if I continued to let those three attitudes really control my thinking and influence my leadership, it was not going to be helpful for anybody, not for me, not <clears throat> not for the team I was leading. So I had to figure out how to turn that defensiveness and dismissiveness and denial into a learning moment. You see, reframing or seeing a situation, a circumstance, even something positive, a celebration, from another viewpoint, it's wise as a leader. It's wise as a person 
and it's really important to do. I believe the ability to reframe is a real step of maturity. You know, as an immature, you know, I've raised three children. Often when they're younger, they don't have the maturity to pause, to think, to reason, to reason, to see something from another viewpoint. The maturity is not there. The uh, neurological mental development is not there. So you help people out, right? We help out our children. We help out those that we lead. Reframing is, a, is something that happens as you mature as a leader, as you grow as a leader. I was also chatting with a friend that was struggling with a, uh, a recurring mindset. And as they shared with this with me, I said, what if we reframed this and saw this actually from a positive viewpoint? Because the more we see it from a negative viewpoint, the more we feel disabled, disempowered, we feel powerless, we feel discouraged. We often can feed that internal voice of criticism, condemnation, that often says we're not enough, we'll never be enough, we'll never succeed. And that voice often reminds us of historical reasons in our lives why we'll never succeed. I, I experience that sometimes as a, I don't have a college degree. I went to college twice, flunked out both times for, for just poor character. And I often can have that internal voice remind me of those moments and unless I reframe it, I'm stuck in that negativity. It's important, reframing, because negative moments need to be learning moments. And taking the time to learn from positive moments is also important because it can deepen our roots in humility, teamwork, celebration of others, and sustained innovation. Reframing is not denial. It's acting upon the belief that we can always grow. So I want to share with you six possible negative reactions. Now, there's only six. It's not an exhaustive list. And, and you may have some that you want to add to this. That's why I would encourage you to go to LanceMain.com and check out the podcast notes for episode 111 because there will be a copy of my handwritten notes there available for you to download. Or they'll also be typed out for you on that page as well. And, and I would love for you to add your own list and think through this talk today and how might you share this with your team to help them be the reframing leaders who can take any situation, positive or negative, see it from another viewpoint because it's wise and it's important, and we can learn from it. We can learn from it. So here's six possible negative reactions. I want to tell you why I think these reactions are negative, and then I want to share with you an alternative, positive possible learning moments in the middle of those negative reactions. And then I'll close this out by sharing three keys that will help you do the reframing. Okay, here's possible negative reaction number one. Uh, and they're in no order of priority, just wrote these out. Dismissive. I, I experience this a lot. I, I, I have a lot of confidence in the way that I think. And in the way that I lead, and sometimes that shows up as pride and arrogance, I can certainly admit that. It's why for me humility is so important. When I'm in those places, when I'm getting negative experiences, um, particularly negative experiences, negative feedback, negative moments, I just dismiss them, which 
here's what I'm really saying. There's no value here. Either this person doesn't have value, their perspective or their input or their feedback has no value. What I'm needing to learn from this situation has no value. And so I have found that when I'm dismissive, it's because fundamentally underneath that is this belief. There's nothing of value here to learn or to be discovered. That's really dangerous. The possible positive moment when I feel dismissive is to immediately capture the dismissive feeling and say to myself, there is something valuable to be learned here. And so the possible positive learning moment is acknowledgement. Rather than being dismissive, I want to have acknowledgement. I want to acknowledge that another person's perspective or what I'm learning in a situation, I'm open to responsibility. I'm open to learning. I'm open to, to, to processing what someone else says to me. Here's a second possible negative reaction, defensive. I get defensive. And when I ponder defensiveness, what I really recognize is I'm just trying to protect myself. I'm trying to protect myself. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be wounded. I don't want my ego wounded. I don't want my confidence to be shaken. And so we as leaders, right, we can get defensive. We roll our eyes. We close off our body language. We misinterpret what others are saying. Sure, we can do good reflective listening and tell them the words back to them that they said to us, but we haven't communicated back to them our actual interpretation of what they said because we get defensive. And so we have a defensive filter, if you will, by which we hear other people. And we do that to self-protect, I believe. The possible positive learning moment in defensiveness is vulnerability. Vulnerability, you cannot have meaningful trust, sustained trust, and sustained connection without vulnerability. So when I'm defensive, I immediately capture that and say, I don't want to protect myself. I want to be wise. I want to be faithful and I want to be vulnerable because I really want connection in this leadership relationship. So here's the third possible negative reaction and it's denial denial. As I said earlier, I told a story that I experienced a few weeks ago, and if I'm honest, I probably experience it more than I want. I often feel denial. I want to deny that something negative is happening. I want to deny that I can actually create pain for others or confusion for others, or I unintentionally hurt others. I I hope I don't intentionally hurt others. (laughs) That's abuse, and that's a totally, that's a whole nother talk. But denial, and underneath denial, when I ponder that, what I realize is there's no truth to be learned here. Where dismissiveness says there's nothing of value to be experienced here, denial says there's no truth to be experienced here. What you're saying is false. It's fake. And friends, that's very dangerous because what it really says is, is that we are the sole proprietor of truth, that our perspective and our viewpoint is the only perspective and viewpoint that has any merit or value or truth. You're smart enough to know that that's not, that's not healthy. That's not wise. 
So what's the possible learning moment when we're feeling denial? Choose humility. Be willing to listen and be willing to learn. Be willing to ask questions. Share with another how you're interpreting what they're saying. Rearticulate not just what they said, but your interpretation of what they said. And let them speak to it so that as you lead others and as you have conversations and empowerment and accountability and delegation and encouragement and all of those things, when a negative moment pops up, don't deny, don't deny it. Choose humility and say, I'm going to be willing to listen and to learn, to ask questions, to communicate interpretation so that we actually discover something truthful together. Hope this is really helping you today. Here's possible negative reaction number four, disappointment, disappointment. This is a killer. Disappointment is a killer. There's a passage in the Bible, Proverbs 13, 12, that says hope deferred or disappointment makes the heart grow sick. Underneath disappointment is the belief that my hope is diminishing, that my Belief in a better future, a a better team, a healthier team, increased sales, more efficiency, um, greater productivity, more breakthrough, uh, an increase, not in the sense of just greed, but fruitfulness, emotional fruitfulness, numerical fruitfulness, relational fruitfulness, financial fruitfulness, all of that diminishes in an environment of disappointment. And disappointment's a killer. And when we feel disappointed, and I feel disappointed, I, I, I feel that my, my, my hope energy level comes down. Much like my phone, the little battery icon on the screen of my phone, it's white. And then at some point it sort of turns orange as my battery diminishes. And then it turns red and it pops up a notification that says your battery is at 20%. And then it tells me when it's at 10%. And then it's when it tells me when it's at 5%. Friends, when you feel disappointed as a leader in negative moments or other moments, you need to recognize what's happening here is that your hope for a preferred future is diminishing. So what's the possible positive learning? It's to remember. Practice the art of remembering. Remembering is about personal encouragement. I do this a lot. I have a list of positive stories and testimonies that I rehearse when I'm feeling disappointed. This is how we encourage ourselves. This is how we plug in our hope and recharge it. It's by remembering great moments and great teammates and great breakthroughs. Okay, here's possible negative reaction number five, and it's discouragement. And what sits underneath discouragement is diminished trust or risk-taking. Our courage is taken from us. I feel this a lot in moments when something doesn't go the way I want or I get feedback from a person or a situation. I feel discouraged. I think, what's the point? Why am I putting in all this energy? Why am I trying so hard? Is this really worth it? Those are those questions are diagnostic questions that say, hey, something's amiss here. As a healthy leader, something's not right. 
And so discouragement is a diminishing reality of trust in relationships, trust in your systems, trust in your process, trust in your culture, and it's a diminished risk. You stop empowering, you stop taking risks, you maybe even stop dreaming. And so the possible positive learning moment in discouragement is trust building. Re-examine your relationships, re-examine your culture, re-examine your values. Re-examine how you're communicating love and empowerment. Trust building is what we can learn when we feel discouraged. And trust building leads to empowerment. You just you remind yourself of courage to take risks, to go forward, to empower people. Now, if you've listened to this podcast much, empowerment always has attached to it accountability and measurement and, and learning and character development because delegation without development is manipulation. Delegation without de- uh, a definition is a disaster. So you want to make sure that you, in your moments of discouragement, as my alarm just went off, it's alarming us of discouragement, is that you make sure you lean into trust building. Here's the sixth possible negative reaction, and it's disillusionment. Disillusionment underneath that means my vision is getting blurry. My vision is getting blurry. I'm losing sight of why we're really doing what we're doing. So the possible positive learning moment in disillusionment is clarity and focus. It's remembering your why. And I have this for myself, for my organization, and for my personal life. I have accessible to me on a regular basis, I know right where it is, my why statement. I need to remember the why. You need to remember your why when you're feeling disillusioned because it will clarify It will clarify your vision. It will clarify and strengthen your motive. And it will continue to give you the energy you need to be a reframing leader. Now, let me share with you quickly three keys to being a reframing leader. Number one is to be accessible. You need to be accessible for people to give you the kind of feedback. And when I get sometimes um, a series of negative feedback moments, <laughs> I shut my door and I shut my heart. I don't want to be accessible because I don't want any more of that. But you need to maintain accessibility. So a key to maintaining even accessibility is process pain privately so you can offer hope publicly. My wife and I do this a lot. We process pain privately because we want to offer hope publicly. So be accessible. Secondly, be attentive. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you're doing reflective interpretation of what you're listening. Make sure your body language is good. Being attentive not just of others, but being attentive of yourself as well. You want to be attentive in these learning moments so you can list your own possible negative reactions. Go underneath them. What are the beliefs? What are the realities that are fueling these possible negative reactions? And be attentive enough to know what could I be learning in this moment? Be attentive. And thirdly, be assertive. Listen, reframing and getting feedback and engaging negative moments you need to be assertive, not, an aggr- not aggressive, not passive, not passive aggressive, but be assertive, which means you maintain humility, but you also maintain responsibility as the leader. You're not going to have a wishy-washy culture at every moment at which you're getting feedback. That creates instability in your culture and in your organization, in your ministry. You don't want that. 
So you want to maintain an assertive posture, which is a mixture of humility and accountability and responsibility. So I just want to encourage you to be accessible, be attentive, and be assertive. Friends, I hope that this podcast, episode 111 of Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, the reframing leader will help you this week when you encounter in your mind or in your heart or in a relationship or in a circumstance a negative moment to pause and say, how can I reframe this and see it from a different viewpoint because it's wise and important and I'll learn something and we'll grow in your celebrations. You even need to be more intentional about looking at it from a different viewpoint because celebrations also can have possible learning moments, and that will help you sustain team celebration, humility, collaboration and teamwork, and sustained innovation. Hey, friends, I love you. Thank you for listening today. Please consider visiting LanceBain.com to catch out more of the podcast, to check out some of the other resources on my site. And I would also love for you to share this with those that you think this would add value to their lives. The reframing leader, friends, whether no matter what your environment is to lead, I encourage you to be a reframing leader. Hey, love you guys. Thank you for spending this time with me. Can't wait to talk to you again next week on Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. Have a great week, everybody.